For more information on this topic or on the subject of disciple making in general, look us up online at browndegreen.org or send us an email directly at podcast at browndegreen.org. Thanks for listening. You're listening to The Great Awakening, a disciple making podcast brought to you by Brown to Green on the Stream Grace Network. Hey guys, welcome. We're glad you're here with us today. I'm Lori. Oh, and I'm Lauren. And uh, we're glad you're here. Thanks for listening. Hey, and before I forget, because usually I do, if you guys like what you're here or if you don't like what you hear, regardless of what you think love about us it. Well, exactly. <laughs> love us well. And on social media, whatever you use, Facebook, I'm old, so Facebook's the only one that I use Lori because I can, I can only, speaking of that, I have to tell you a story when I'm done with this. It's really funny. Um, Go on there and like it, share it with your friends, um, and on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Anchor, there's, I don't know, probably a bazillion of them. Anyway, we're on all of them, so subscribe there. Um, it helps us out a lot. So real quick about me being old today, I dropped some something off for one of our mutual friends, Danielle. And um, when I was leaving, her daughter is nine, maybe. And I said, hey, make me some coffee. She goes, no, you make it. I said, I don't know how. She goes, well, you should. You're almost 40. And I'm like, sweet, I am almost 40. It was funny. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, that just happened this morning. Kids so. are awesome when they say things yeah. like that. Before long, though, they're going to be saying, you're almost 50. <laughs> Man, I want to be almost 50. So anyways, our guest today is the one and only Jenny Brockman. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you. We're glad you're here. I also want to preface this with Jenny has a little bit of a cough. So please, if that happens, we're going to do our best to minimize it. But just, lo- again, love us well and bear I, with us. That's all right. It's probably no different than me clearing my throat 5,000 times <laughs> Right. the podcast. So. That's, that's probably too. Yeah. Or me taking Makes a drink of my coffee. <clears throat> yeah, me too. Yeah. You came so. loaded today. We are with coffee. We just didn't bring Jenny any coffee. I don't drink coffee. You don't? Uh, oh at yeah, all. not even cold coffee, no. huh? Sweet. Mm. I don't. I don't understand people like that. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Do you like tea? I like tea. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren does not like tea. I mean, I'll drink it if I have to. When do you have to? Well, when I feel guilty for drinking too much coffee, maybe. The so, coffee makes me feel crazy. Hmm. Like, I don't like the jittery. Well, maybe the thing is, I'm already crazy. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so it just doesn't really do the anything. The jittery well. makes me feel alive. No, it makes me <laughs> feel, feel alive. Yeah. Like I need to hold myself <laughs> in a corner and rock. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so Jenny, is, she actually goes to church with uh, Lauren and me at Herod Church. So first of all, just give us a little background information. Like, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Yeah. What's your middle so. name? <laughs> Social, Social security number, yeah. all those things. Uh, so David and I, we've been from the Hera area for the last six years or so. Before before that, we were in Moore um, for about seven years doing youth ministry stuff. Um, we've got four boys. I almost said little boys. They're not so little anymore. Four. Just this clarify you four. did say four what right? do you, four you say it like that boys. i want to make sure people know she really said four, four boys four. four boys you guys yes no girls not four boys four. not a girl in sight <laughs> <laughs> one day they will get married and give me daughters but yes. that's a long way away um i don't know i make disciples i love jesus yeah. what else is there 
Uh, that's probably really about it. Podcast over. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny, for your <laughs> Thanks time. Thanks for joining us today. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So <clears throat> you came to Hair Church six years ago, and I want to I tell people one of my most favorite Brockman <coughs> stories is being in, and this is how long ago it was. It was right after you guys came, and mm-hmm. um, I don't remember the name of the class, the class mm-hmm. that we took. I just remember it was 304, 301. Actually, I just, you don't even remember. No, I really don't remember. Three hundred one. What? Like I, I don't remember. So, um, uh, Sheila Daniels and I taught a class where you taught the class and you don't remember what it was called. Yeah, listen, she is old. It was a lot yeah. of years ago. It was a lot of years ago. <laughs> yeah, but it was growth track. Yeah, I remember go. growth track. So there were four growth tracks. There oh. was, well, I think it was one hundred one, two hundred one, three hundred one, and four hundred one. Yeah, and so we taught three hundred one. Spiritual maturity depend on which one you were. Well, in. it was mm-hmm. kind of like this one was more like almost like we did personal. Yeah. <laughs> we did like a personality profile and then kind of asked where you want to where you want to volunteer things like was that. was this before the enneagram days mm-hmm. yeah did we do the enneagram at, at harry church no i doubt it oh, i'm just I saying like before it was popular <laughs> oh maybe not. yeah 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 probably so oh. um so anyways they have to fill out this name address blah 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 and where you want to serve Oh. And I have it still at home. And it says they don't want to serve. Oh, be- hold on. Because they're David Brockman out. said, I don't want to serve. I was true. like, put me that, anywhere. That's probably true. <laughs> it was David. He, he said, I'm burned out. I don't want to, I don't want to serve. We're, we're just here to come and, and, and just be loved on, which obviously that's what David needed in that moment was just to be loved on and yeah. to not serve. And you were like, no. Do you know how long it took before they started serving? two days two months. I mean I'm pretty sure within six months we were in charge of yes, kids ministry that is, that, that is absolutely accurate yeah so. I'm so glad things aren't like that yeah <laughs> I remember coming home from that from that class and telling Travis yeah David Brockman said he doesn't want to serve anywhere I like, might have I done didn't that believe it. I might have done I'm not even sure similar. he's a Christian <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think they asked something like if you could pick a spot where you wanted to serve at last covenant family I don't remember and I wrote they did. I don't remember what I wrote. You yeah. said, don't, don't make me do it. Or <laughs> I don't remember. I think, I think this was, had to do with children's ministry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yep. Sounds about right. Yep. But it, what was that a year ago? Well, listen, so speaking of that then, I got scarred in children's ministry because every time... Scarred. Yeah, listen, back when Kevin was there, um, Michael and I served during second... We'd go to first service, serve during second service, and every time the same kid without fail pooped. <laughs> every time and I was like can't do it I'm done don't wanna so poor Michael had to do it every week so yeah I think that's just burned in my nose and in my memory you think so I mean all kids poop well I know but at the same time every Sunday it's like he waited for me (laughs) and then I just passed him off love language you just felt that comfortable with Lauren that's just, I mean, he had right. good clockwork I mean he was (laughs) right that's exactly right so okay back to the reason we're here um tell us a little about about being discipled what that was like for you where you were when um when rachel came into your life okay. and then kind of walk us through what that was like that yeah. whole who you were before yeah. sure mm-hmm. so um so i was a little church girl you grew up in church yep okay yep um it's really like I got saved when I was a kid and I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. So we, um, we just, we tried to serve, um, wherever we were needed. So in the church I grew up in, in Lawton, 
we ended up serving in junior high ministry and then David got hired as a youth pastor and we did that for seven years. And then when we came to Hera, it was like burned out, um, dead, nothing left. Don't, it was like, that's why David was like, don't ask me. I don't like, he's like, don't tell people that I can teach the word. I don't want them to know. I don't want to be on a stage. I don't want a microphone. And, um, I need people a little more than he does. So I was really like, let's find a church quickly. We have to find a church. We have to find a church. Um, and which is why we came in the first, cause he was like, let's just take the summer off. I was like, are you nuts? <laughs> you can't take the summer off of church. Um, but, but, um, in all the years that I was in church, no one ever showed me the importance other than like the checklist that you give kids when you lead them to Jesus, like <laughs> read your Bible and pray. Um, no one ever like told me why I needed to read my Bible and pray and no one showed me how to read my Bible or understand my Bible. And so <laughs> I, it was just like, no thanks to your checklist. I don't want to do that. It was just because I told you so. Mm -hmm. right. And like, even, even when we were in youth ministry, it was like trying real hard to lead teenagers and give them the best advice we could think of, but mm -hmm. not, um, nothing no from word. the word because we didn't know the word we weren't really in the word so i mean david was far more than me because he had to teach on wednesdays uh but just dry and dry and dead and um weary and then chris and chris and rachel were it was they're still like in their interview process when they came and chris sort of casted vision and said if i come to this church it's going to be a disciple making church and i knew enough about the word discipleship to know that this was going to be a good thing and that I wanted to be involved. Um, Were you working at the church? Not yet. No. Um, so I was still stay at home mom at that point. And I, I just did every single thing I could do to put my face in front of Rachel's <laughs> literally like I made her a homemade card and I took dinners over there and I sought her out every Sunday and I took her for a pedicure and dinner one day like everything I could possibly do to like <clears throat> you need to know my name because when you start making disciples here I need to be in your group and like it worked. <laughs> she was like, this girl might be a person of peace for me. Because uh, I totally was. Um, and then, like, eventually I just said, like, I, I need this. And I think she was already sold on me. So mm -hmm. That's I mean, awesome. You baked her things, right? A pedicure. Maybe. I mean, that would have been, like, I done. Did, I did all the things. <laughs> love me. The, the, the deal is sealed. You're in. <laughs> I yeah. love it. So, so kind of what does that look like? to walk with Rachel Moikes um like not to get too deep or too, yeah. too crazy but like how long how long like what what were things that you guys did and how did that transform you we had a relatively big group considering I think there was nine of us total oh, wow. including her which I'm like <clears throat> that's so many people yeah um and it it looked like all of us slowly learning what it means to be open honest and vulnerable that's like a little bit of a process I think yeah um learning that you can trust these people kind of feels like being filleted open right yeah like, totally yeah. let me tell you all my ugly stuff and then hope you still like me exactly. you know and um then like they they did we did we liked each other we loved each other we did hard things together we um we we did heart work mm -hmm. you know and so the the process of Rachel teaching us about abiding and the importance of it and then the things that come with it like 
pruning or cutting off dead things is uh, super painful. Mm-hmm. Super painful. It never feels good. Yeah. So that kind of, um, I don't know, it, it seals it seals friendships in a way that I've never seen anything like it before. Um, because like we did real hard things together. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's and so you guys walked together. Yeah, eighteen months. No, nope. twelve. We're about twelve ish, which I don't know how anybody does it in twelve months. I don't either. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pushing towards twenty four already with my group. So. <clears throat> but it was like as we were getting closer to release, it was like, don't no, we're not ready. <laughs> don't do that to us. So like a sense of panic. <laughs> For one thing, like, what's the expectation when you're released? to make disciples yeah yeah do what's been done for you and teach teach what you've been taught the crazy thing too through your group rachel was sick when she discipled you all and she she still proceeded to make disciples man it it removes any excuse for the day when you have a headache or your tummy hurts and you're not sure that you want to go to group it's like she she had cancer and Mm -hmm. was on she took chemo every day by by mouth and never felt well and was never you know high energy yeah but she was determined to walk out her obedience yeah if you if you didn't know her you wouldn't until until the very end you wouldn't have known that that really that she was sick you would have just thought she was real meek and mild um and not sorry (laughs) (laughs) sorry i don't mean to laugh but um jenny jenny's kind of gonna weep by the way i've been crying all day so so it's fine (laughs) so it's totally fine that doesn't make it any better Uh, no but i don't want you to feel guilty or bad about about that because i mean again ohv like that's kind of how we are on the podcast too yeah like um that's good stuff it is good stuff so but she she just was amazing yeah so um okay (laughs) um so so how since then you've led you're on your second group is that right uh, I'm on my second in-person group. I led a couple of people virtually. Yeah. Um, and they're released in um, <coughs> making disciples. So one, I think one's still fishing, but uh, one is... Okay. So we actually have talked on here before about leading virtually. Um, can you kind of give us a, a description of the difference between like like the challenges with leading virtually versus being in person? I think it's so much harder. Yeah. It yeah, is. I think it's incredibly difficult. Um, there's something there's something really special about like, your drinks. <laughs> I just heard ice. <laughs> what now? Uh, there's something really special about like gathering around the table, yeah, and eating together. That like when it's missing, you're like, well, you know. So doing everything on the computer, and I also found it a lot harder to gauge like what they were thinking you know sometimes you can tell like if somebody like yep. needs some extra time based on their body language or mm-hmm. the faces that they're making but when it's on the computer it's like you lose a lot of that yeah for sure um so i i found it incredibly challenging i thought it was really hard um but when you have really good soil yeah yeah that does make it easier it's yeah so so the the two women that i walked with virtually were like just change their mind boom boom like oh, like immediate awesome. immediate immediate and so it simplified it quite a bit how big was your first group six i think well never mind i'm not gonna say that um well now i want to know <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you later i'll tell you later it's public public ears <laughs> I'm trying to trying to love people well 
you know um let's see anything else you want to talk about before i ask another question Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Lori's full of the questions today. This is what my page looks like. Mm. Like, oh, my name's on there. It, uh, and the date. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, here's here's a positive. Let's hear it for for virtual disciple making. It's faster, way faster. Is it so really? much faster? Like, bam, we're done. All right, see you later. Like yeah. we, my group met at five. We met from five a.m. to six a.m. So, like, we got an hour because I have to get my kids up and get them ready for yeah. school now. And so, like, not only were we able to get through highs and lows and, like, mm-hmm. making observations about the word and to teach, mm-hmm. but it also took less time overall. So, like, it, less than a year versus my yes. first group took me, like, 22 months. Do you think it's because there was only two of them? Or do you think it's because it was virtually, or you think it was both? A I think combination it's all of, of it. Yeah, it because be combo. only having two yep. who are super good soil and say, run towards yep. obedience is a yeah. huge thing. And then um, when you're in person, I mean, you're chatting about your day and yeah. your kids and your whatever. But when when you're on a computer, there's a lot of like just one. And I don't teach in a lecture style. <laughs> I like to ask a lot of questions. I like to have a lot of interaction. But when you're you're like you mute your your microphone on the computer you know when you're not talking so it felt real luxury yeah but it goes fast yeah i did i did too uh, on my lunch break (laughs) and it was usually um yeah but it like you said though the problem with not having them in person that ohv it it doesn't come as quickly Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. like the three that i discipled i didn't know them prior to to discipling, uh, discipling yeah like i had just met two i had somewhat of a relationship with one um so we didn't even have a background or a history we were starting clean slate mm-hmm. fresh from the beginning <clears throat> and trying to get that ohv um i think one was just like ready and so ready so she just like blah everything comes out um but then depending on their background in church and their background growing up it depends you know like that all depends on how ohv they're willing right. to be up front mm-hmm. with a stranger you know sure, right. so it's something uh, that's something i noticed came with time mm-hmm. and even when she was even when these girls were re- girls <laughs> even when these women were released um i don't know continuing a relationship they're just more like I mean you know they're more and more OHV but it took lots of time Mm -hmm. so it it is hard Mm -hmm. but it is faster so I don't don't know Mm. it's toss up either way is good disciples are being made sure and life is being multiplied so mission is accomplished yes I do a um a a mix because I have one that lives in Enid which for those that aren't from Oklahoma (coughs) City like it's like an hour hour and a half from from where I live so there there are weeks that she can't make it into my home and so we but it's not a one-on-one it's we zoom her in or facetime her in or whatever we're going to do that night and put her in our living in my living room with everyone else and i have found actually that that's almost more difficult than just a one-on-one and and probably i won't i won't do that again but because we started the group before covid bef- before mm-hmm. you know pre-covid and so yeah so for like for three or four <laughs> weeks BC. i know <laughs> yes we we um we met in my living room for like three or four weeks 
And then, because it was February 8th is when we started of 2020, and then the world shut down. And so we had to go, I want to say almost like all the way into the fir- that first abide season. So what that was another probably six or eight weeks and then abide season. And so we we met virtually and that was via zoom where we all we all but there's there's so many limitations to that there's not only the technological stuff but they are in their home with their kids and their husbands if they are married Mm -hmm. and so they don't they're not as ohv as they would be in your living room for for whatever distractions there is way more distractions Mm -hmm. Are, there are way more distractions. I don't know that grammatically. What you want to say that? There are, there are far more yes. distractions. Yes. So, um, so that that's that's been a struggle, and we're still trying to um, to walk through that because we still have those those issues where sometimes she can't be in my living room, and sometimes she can. So, um, we just do the best we can and and go and you know move on. So, so I have a question. Let's hear it. What is what? What would you say after being discipled by Rachel? Um, what What is the, the biggest transformation in your life from discipleship resulting from it? Uh, I mean, it's it's got to be like learning a rhythm of abiding. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know how simple that is, and people probably get tired of it's hearing really not everybody that simple, though yeah. harping on it all the time. <clears throat> but always. like learning to sit with Jesus for myself and not having to rely on um, a pastor on Sunday to tell me what the word says and like being equipped to dig into it for myself. And then understanding also that what comes with that is like, what's your obedience. Mm -hmm. So like learning that the word's not just this good book of stories, but it's like instructions for my life. I think that's probably the most significant thing is learning to sit with the Lord and then under understanding that I got to do something with the things that he tells me to do. Yeah. Walking them out is not always the easiest. Or even just simply believing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's sometimes the yeah. hardest thing. Yeah. I would think. Um, so what do you think the biggest, other than abiding, like the biggest change in you or your family? Like that, that's kind of a good, a good question. Like how does that, how has your family changed? around that because David also has been discipled mm-hmm. um, and so how, how does that change what your family looks like your family unit um, well a couple of things I was the I've met wives they're unicorns to me who desire their husbands to lead them <laughs> <laughs> like who, who are like just leave me and I'll follow you yeah. I was the wife that was like rip out Ephesians 5 and throw it away because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard and I hate it. Yeah. So for like in my family, as far as my family's concerned, learning what it looks like to let my husband lead us and us means me um, and like kind of being okay with that. Um, like wives submit to your husbands was something mm-hmm. that would make me spitting mad. Yeah. Um, and Rachel would always be like, I'm telling you, it'll be, it's a gift. Mm -hmm. It's a gift to let your husband lead. And it's a gift for you because then you don't have to wear that. And I was like, it's not a gift. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like wrestling and wrestling and wrestling and wrestling with that until I finally just got to the point where I was like every single day begging the Lord to help me change my mind. Um, Like he helped me, he helped me. And it's so much better to let my husband lead 
it's so much better. And it doesn't imply that I don't get a say mm-hmm. or that I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, we lead in a lot of things together, but it's, it's a gift to me sometimes to be able to be like, you can make that yep. decision. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so like, because my husband <clears throat> learned to lead well, I learned to follow well, like mm-hmm. the boys are, we're learning to, to lead them when before there was no there was no weight of responsibility carried by David and I to disciple our kids or to teach them about Jesus literally like they learned about Jesus at church well isn't that where they're supposed to (laughs) I mean that's what I always thought yeah yeah, just like they they go to school to learn math yeah their teacher teaches them laugh Mm -hmm. and so the Sunday school teaches them about Jesus right like that's unfortunately that's that's where so many of us are mm-hmm. yeah and, that, and that's i mean it's the normal but pattern. we don't know yeah. we don't know enough about jesus to teach our kids about jesus well, yeah most of the time yeah you yeah. know you if, know if you, you don't, don't sit with the lord then right. you, you don't so so now i'm like getting to sit back a little bit and watch the boys like be able to speak to each other like they're kids so don't we don't speak to each other in songs and psalms and spiritual songs but like there there are like even sometimes Garrett will and he's my oldest my 13 year old will go to his little brothers and go hey this is wrong what you just did because of such and such in the word and it always makes my brain explode I'm like what just happened because he's being discipled on Sunday nights um at at stud mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys talk about stud it's our sometimes we do so stud is, is the acronym for student disciples at Herod church yeah yeah and so like he's he's a part of a d group on sunday nights of boys his age and he's being equipped with the same things that we're the rest of us are being equipped with and it actually it is actually changing him that's cool yeah that's good to hear it's cool because you never really know if what you're doing is making a difference and then you hear about it outside of the classroom mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah. this is why we do what we this do this is a good investment okay <laughs> by the way there have been several evenings on sunday evenings when um students well just every sunday evening students are asked <clears throat> to, to share what the lord has been teaching mm-hmm. them and what they've been reading and there have been several times that garrett brockman has yep. stood up yeah. and, and or been called on or and, been called on and even on the spot yeah has something to share he still has something yeah. to share yeah it's 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 the coolest thing. That's cool. Michael said he was in his class on Sunday and he was like, the word rolls out of your son. It does. <laughs> it absolutely does. Cool. Yeah, it's but super it's cool. cool. Yeah. So so you intentionally spend time discipling your children. Is that right? Uh, I mean, outside of living everyday life, yeah. we used to we used to like try to do a family deep. Okay, that's what like, I thought. Really, I yeah. thought I remember that um, from before. And it was on Sunday nights and then Garrett started instead and then that we like, just didn't ever just keep rolling with it so that's not happening anymore but i would say far far more often than than i mean now more than ever we are constantly talking to them about jesus and about like try i'm just trying to insert scripture every time i'm reminded of it and they're reminded like you know the the uh chris has talked about remez before Mm -hmm. it's the way that um rabbis used to teach so they would say the first part of the verse and then their disciples would would say the rest of it there's so many things that i can do that with from the word with the kids and it's like it's just super fun for i can give them the first part of a verse and then they can oh instead of them giving you the first part (coughs) yeah i can give them a little and then they'll finish it and it's 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 literally them they're just watching us Mm -hmm. they're just watching us it's not formal in any way they're just paying attention to our lives and learning things from us because that's how learning works yep 
Absolutely. I love that. Or they say it's caught, not taught. Yeah, that's it. Caught, not taught. Yep. It's mm. true. So where have you been reading this last I, week or so? I've been in Romans. Yeah. And um, Romans 12. Once I read Romans 12 and I was like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be in this book. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be in Romans anymore. By the um, way, I wish our, our listeners could see your notebook because so it is beautiful. Mine does um, not look like Jenny that. Jenny has phenomenal like calligraphy type writing yeah. and beautiful colors all throughout her notebook. Mine and looks like Oliver wrote it. Oliver, all, <laughs> all of her, that sounded like I was repeating Oliver, <laughs> all of her words are evenly spaced and... It just Listen. looks like a piece of art. I need it. I need hey, it to Her be this head's going to have to fit out the door when she goes. You know that, right? <laughs> no. Um, the colors make it. me happy, and that's they? why that they're there. <laughs> I mean, I have colors, too. Well, not, not in this one, probably. <sighs> you know, I'm going to... Look, I'm just going to pull two page. You have colors on the front of your head. And there's a coffee like? stain. There's a coffee ring on it. <laughs> of course I there mean, is. Uh, this one's written in all pink. See? So. Color. See? <laughs> Yeah, and there's color on the cover. I'm not alone. No. Yeah, stuff. so um, I listened to Romans 12, like, in my car, and then I listened to it, like, five more times, and then I listened through to Romans, like, 12 through 15 over and over and over again because I, because I didn't want to start eating Romans 12 because it's a <laughs> lot. It's super meaty, and I think I'm going to wind up eating the whole chapter, Yeah, eating the word on it. So... Um, the the most the most recent thing I mean it's not necessarily the most recent thing but the most significant thing in it lately was um that the the gifts that he gives us this is not the one it, well, well, well go ahead any like I can't boast in anything yep. because anything good in me is Jesus yeah and so you can't brag about things that um, were a, a gift to you Jeez. I was just reading about that with Paul in Second Corinthians really yep. Yeah. Or, yeah, Second Corinthians. So, like, a, he's, there's a lot of, like, humble yourself in here, you know, humble yourself. And so it was, it's basically, like, don't, don't think highly of yourself. Don't get it twisted. Your, right. your gifts, your gifts um, don't make you awesome. Right. You're not awesome because of the gifts God gave you. You're awesome mm-hmm. only because the Lord lives in you. Because of Jesus. Yeah. Yes. By the way, um, Jenny said she talked about, she referred to eating the word. And that's just a term for our new listeners that we use to dig into scripture and to break it down into the either the Hebrew or the Greek or Aramaic, if it happens to be an Aramaic um, word. But kind of to give us the author's intent versus reader's response because we tend to do that a lot and we try to make the scripture fit our experiences in life and so when you break it down into the original language and the meaning behind it um, and you can dig into the history and things like that and it makes it easier Mm -hmm. to see what the intent of the author was Mm -hmm. and base and and kind of form it around the author's perspective instead of just what we know because there's so much about scripture that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So for one, we didn't live during that time. So we didn't experience what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just, I mean, there's the mystery of God that won't be revealed to us. Until, yeah, there's a veil. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
until until the day we meet him face to face it just won't be revealed to us and that's what i've learned through reading through <laughs> reading through revelation <laughs> reading through revelation is that one time chris Moore said i told him i was eating the word and line by line through the whole the whole book of revelation he's like what have you learned i'm like absolutely nothing i've learned nothing (laughs) because it's still a mystery yeah like a revelation is so it's just mysterious it's true i i don't know i'll read i'll break down a verse and i'll be like uh i don't even know what that means yeah i don't i don't know who it applies to i mm-hmm. don't know I, I i don't is this supposed to be metaphorical is this supposed to be literal i don't how do you know yeah i i, I don't know so in in eating the word one of the one of the filters that we use is comparison and um i i was in you know when you just got random bits of anxiety for no reason you're like what's going on with me i'm gonna have to like dig into this a little bit that was me a few weeks ago and i ended up in first peter five and i ate the word on six through eleven and it it starts with um it says humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god so at the proper time he can exalt Mm -hmm. he may exalt you Mm -hmm. casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you be sober-minded be watchful your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour and then it goes on there's a lot more but my what i wanted to highlight here i'm talking about eating the word is comparison so we look for the word like or as right i was i was struck by the comparison of the uh your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion so i like i i noticed the comparison there and i immediately was like what does a hungry lion do mm-hmm. a lion that's that's um prowling around looking for something to eat what do they do so i googled that real fast what does a hungry lion do and i watched like a 90 second video from like national geographic or yeah. something about how lions it's probably frightening what lions do when they're hungry and let me tell you like this is this is why we want to eat the word because there's a reason why like the like the lord prompted this author to com- to make this comparison um so here like i i wrote down six observations from that 90 second video the first one that a hung- the first thing a hungry lion does is um the whole crew of lions spread out to hide so they they camouflage themselves mm. the second thing they do is um they separate their prey from the herd Mm -hmm. they isolate their prey um and they they wait for an opportune time to pounce like so they're just waiting for the right moment yeah and like i was immediately reminded of like when jesus was tempted by satan and it said satan withdrew to wait for an opportune time yep okay so then after they've separated their prey after they've isolated which is such a dangerous thing, I think, for believers yeah, to isolate absolutely. themselves. Once they're isolated, um, one strong lion sinks its claws in and begins to wrestle it to the ground, and then all the other lions that are camouflaged join in to wrestle the animal to the ground, and then finally the lead lioness puts her snout over the animal's mouth to suffocate it, mm-hmm. and they eat it. Good grief. So think about the comparison of a hungry yeah. lion. Like he's saying, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And like think about what our natural instincts are to do when we're hurting. Mm-hmm. I, I want to isolate. 
or when I'm when I'm not well I want to like I want to go and be alone and I don't want to reach out to my people and it's it's a day it's yeah. dangerous yeah. very dangerous yeah there's but my there's my little plug for eating no, the word if it. you don't know how no. you should learn well just that one word alone or those probably not yeah that's a lot I mean yeah. and through those observations you can match it with different different sure. scripture yeah. all throughout the word yeah. so that's that's really interesting yeah. one of the one of the ones that I, I just recently ate was Titus 3-2 um, and the word that stuck out it says to be peaceable um, the word peaceable the Greek word is amachos or amaka I don't know how you say it but it, so when I hear be peaceable I'm like be friendly be you know I'm like be nice be cord- yes no it just means avoid fighting mm. like that's it. I'm like oh that that's way easier Easy to be enough. peaceable <laughs> to certain people yeah. that you know if if it means avoid fighting because I can avoid fighting but am I supposed to avoid you because I'm really going to want to probably <laughs> probably um but no that that was the whole isolation thing that that was a really cool picture as as you guys know I had a funeral today and it was um my childhood best friend's mother who passed away um, and she was only 60, 65, I think, super Sorry. young, yeah. And um, and I didn't expect it to, to hit me. I mean, I haven't really hung out with my friend from childhood. It was middle school and high school in 20, 25 years, you know. Um, and so I didn't really expect it to hit me. In fact, I've been, she, she passed away last week. It's, it's been a week, maybe a week and a half. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm super strong. This is awesome. Until I go <laughs> and I literally sit my my bottom in the chair at the funeral home and I just I start crying by the mm-hmm. way crying with a with a mask on is awful oh, <laughs> so at least it covers up all the snot I know but down. then it's like stuck in your face <laughs> and you're trying to take a deep breath and just goes in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> so but anyways at, and I but I was there alone because she actually moved <clears throat> away to another state right out of high school and so she doesn't have really and so did all of her other friend group I'm I think I might be the only one that's still here there's one in Colorado, one in North Carolina, one in California. Like they're they're all over the state. I mean, all over the country. And so, I you know after the funeral was over, I went up and I hugged her, and I'm weeping. Actually, I'm probably almost hyperventilating because I'm crying so hard. Uh-huh. But I but I left. I'm like I, I was the first one to go up to her um, because I was at the at the front of the chapel. And but I'm like I needed to leave, and it's raining outside, and I have on a dress, and I go to the park. And I actually saw you, Jenny. You were downtown. <laughs> you. you did. Yeah. And I wanted to say, oh, her tire's slow. <laughs> <laughs> but I was weeping too hard to do anything about it. I went to the park. No one's at the park. Why? Because it's raining. Sure. <laughs> I got out of my car. What? I took my heels off and I walked around the park and I went and I sat on a bench and I cried. And I didn't like it felt good to be alone. But then this picture of this lion and this group of lion, like that. I was isolated mm-hmm. instead of being around like the people that love me mm-hmm. to comfort me and and to encourage me and to remind me that this lady as far as I know knew the Lord and she's she's healed and mm-hmm. she's in heaven mm-hmm. like the reminding me of the good things instead of letting me wallow in the and the ickiness of, mm-hmm. of sadness, you know, in the pouring rain, which is why my hair looks so like it does. Way. It was depressing, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's like the perfect image. It just of, depends of, on what you're doing when you're alone, though, yeah, because like Jesus often withdrew to desolate places right. to get alone. So like if you're alone 
but you're seeking the father or you're praying or you're, you know, otherwise doing something healthy with your time yeah. versus isolating where you're like, just let me go sit here yeah. in my yuck. Let me that, believe which lie is where I was. Lie yeah. lie. I'm just, yeah. let me sit here and just cry. Yeah. And, and think about all the things that were taken from me. Yeah. You know? Um, so luckily the Lord got a hold of me pretty quickly and said, you need to get up and go and so yeah. i did pick up your mat and walk Lord. yeah we so. like those who have no hope uh, yes absolutely <laughs> so anyways i don't know why i was reminded of that but it's pretty it's gospel awesome. in real yeah. time it is the gospel in real time and <clears throat> i'm super grateful for that so um i don't know i don't, I don't know where to go from here now that i talk about yeah, <laughs> I know. Let's try and lighten this up. We talk, talk about pray and the you know. Uh, I don't know. What about you, Lauren? What have you been reading? Um, oh, you're gonna make me go to my notebook. No, you don't have to. You know, I no, I have. I brought it, but I just can't ever. You didn't throw it away. <laughs> I'm almost done with this one. I'm not gonna. Did throw you know it away. Lauren throws away her notebooks? <gasps> what? Why did you? Why would you do that? Why would you tell on me again? <laughs> because, because it's part of who Lauren is, and I think it's intriguing, actually. <laughs> I think that's crazy. I think it's intriguing. I think, but I, I, I don't. I used to think it was crazy, but now I don't know that I really think it's crazy. Um. Well, so I have them. Tell I have. I have started <laughs> trying to keep them, but then I don't know where I put them. So then I don't even right. know if it's, if it matters that I keep them or not, right. but, um, uh, I lost my, sorry. What was that? It was, was really that funny. Say? I was going to, uh, you were going to tell me where, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. I seriously lost my train of thought while I was talking. That happens way too often. Yeah. Um, drink some more coffee. I, was, I know. I maybe I need to lay off. Um, and this is a big one too. No, I just, I don't know. And maybe this is wrong maybe this isn't totally accurate, but I have the mentality, like I walk through stuff, I get great things from the Lord that pertain to my life in that moment. Um, and then I move on from it and I don't forget it. Like, I mean, I can't sometimes tell you what I read today, but (laughs) I mean, normally if it's penetrated my heart and it's built a pillar, I'm going to know it. Right. So I toss my notebook and if I sit in the scripture again, whatever is going to come out to me at that moment is going to come out to me at that moment. And what I got from it last time might not be relevant to what the Lord is giving me now. And so I don't see the point in keeping my notebook because I'm continuously learning and one verse can teach me many things. Mm -hmm. And um, now I will say um, I am, I'm having my women eat Ephesians one, five through something, four and five. Yeah. I would like to have the notebook I had when I first did that years ago to see what the the Lord said to me in that moment. I had that thought this week and then I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I know where I am now. I'm solid in the Lord. My foundation is firm. That, that scripture freed me and, and put my identity solid in the Lord. And that's what I, that's what I hold in my heart with that. Like that verse seriously put my feet on some solid foundation and let me know that I am his daughter, you know, like all the things, like I'll never forget what I got from it, but I would like to read my, what I had written down. But I can't do that because I threw my notebooks away. But you know, I've moved since then. Yeah. What's to say, could it, it, 
hits them in some box somewhere, I would never find it anyway. That's right. So you don't have your boxes unpacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some things that are still in the attic, Jenny. Right? <laughs> yeah, Jenny. So do do you refer to your notebooks? Sometimes past notebooks. Sometimes, some, well, for me, sometimes it's like, ooh, I know I was learning circle about that. I probably need to revisit those notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's something oh, kind of sentimental about me. Like I want to leave this stuff all behind when yes, I die for Michael my kids says to that flip too. through. I'm like, well, I failed so my children. So that's kind of the heart behind me saving them because I'm so unorganized. I, there's no way I could possibly go back and find something in a notebook from before. My husband however he knows exactly which notebook it's in about oh. where it is what I side of the page is marked are, what color the ink is mm-hmm. that it's written in and he, like if he needs something it's generally because he's getting ready to preach and he remembers going through something or he wants to share it with someone else what okay. he's walked well, what he's walked through what if you have all these notebooks in your house and your house catches on fire yeah, I, yeah I'm not, and they're just they're just making the fire worse <laughs> I mean, then what? Then your notebooks are gone, number one, that you've stored up in the attic for who knows how long, and now your house is on fire, so it's all irrelevant. Yeah. Anyway, I can... (laughs) No different different than leaves, right? Dead leaves hanging around your your house that are fuel for the fire. My very first notebook, the one that I had whenever I was being discipled, I have little flags on different pages that, like, I've marked with, like, significant moments that I can... (laughs) That's cool. Flip it. Yeah, if I were only that organized. Yeah. But I will share what... Yes, um, let's hear it. One of the latest things that I... Um, was sitting in was in Galatians 3 and it's 26 I have 30 seconds Um, it's Galatians 3 26 through 28 and it says for in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither slave nor free there is no male and female for you are all one in Christ um well, and back then the Galatians believed that um, your standing before God um, was measured by your obedience to the law where Jesus came. And it, that's no longer the case. Like through faith in Christ Jesus, we're considered sons and daughters because we have um, that special relationship with God because I abide in him and he abides in me. Um, then I am his daughter. Yeah. And um, through my faith in him, like I get to, I get to stand before him. I think... The part I really liked in this, if I can find it. Um, so Paul uses the picture of baptism over here. Um, and I did some like I did some commentary search. I did um what is that app we use? Bible Hub. Bible Hub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I did all that stuff on this. <laughs> Great app, and by what, the way. What stood out to me? Right. What stood out to me was that um, Paul uses the picture of baptism to illustrate to us what it means to have faith. So, being baptized in Christ, not water, because um, when you're baptized by water, you're immersed mm-hmm. in water, right. like you're covered in it. So, when you're baptized in Christ, you're covered in Christ. So, mm-hmm. when people look at you, they no longer see, like I no longer see Jenny or Lori. Like, I look at you and I see Jesus. Um, because you're clothed right. in him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. so it doesn't, that just kind of, like it doesn't matter how many times you're immersed in water, you're baptized. That is all irrelevant if your heart isn't in the right place. If you're not full of faith and love for for God, right. then being baptized, it's not going to do anything unless there's like this, uh, this change within you. Um, there will be no eternal difference. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, That's good. Anyway, I thought... That was pretty cool. Being clothed in Christ. So I'll just share a quick what I 
this was yesterday. You had your turn, right? I know, but <laughs> it's really short. It's Ecclesiastes 4, 6. Everything One handful of rest is better than two fistfuls of labor, labor and striving after the wind. Um, it was funny. I was sitting outside of our store yesterday. It's kind of hot and I get cold in the store and it's hot outside. So I go sit out there in the sun <clears> when, you know, when during slow times and, uh, and I'm like, I'm begging the Lord just to, to give me something to, I don't know, just like to feel, sometimes I just beg him to give me something just to feel close to him. Just like, Hey, speak to me. And like this big <laughs> gust of wind, hot wind, by the way, blows across my face. I'm like, wind, And so I'm like, I'm just going to go look up verses on wind. But then I didn't. I decided instead that I was going to look through Ecclesiastes. And this is the page in Ecclesiastes that I turned to and that it was underlined and it says driving after the wind. That's like, cool. <sighs> well, and it makes me think so. of Eli- is it Elijah or Elisha? Elijah, right? Where he, like he's out in the, or no, it's Elisha. Is it? Girl, I, we don't know. Okay, no. well, let's just, it's one of the two cool dudes. It's Elijah. Elisha, Elisha. Yeah. And he's out and he's like trying to hear God and it doesn't come in um, like oh, it's not the, in the wind or right, the right, but or the this, fire. L- the si- this quiet whisper. Yeah, that's what yeah. that made me think of. Yeah, no, no, I'm that was Elijah. Elijah. Jay. So I get the two. Know. I'm like, I, which one was first? Elijah. 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 That sounds great. Just don't convert it to Hebrew <laughs> because I don't know how to spell it in Hebrew. Well, and, anyway, and which way it there's that nugget. Like, yeah. That's what it made me think of. Does it make you think of that? Does it make yeah, think a little bit. <laughs> I still I still think the wind is significant it for is. some reason. It is. Uh, particularly striving after the wind. Mm-hmm. Because there it's it means empty wind. I mean, you're an Ecclesiastes. I know. Ecclesiastes, so it's all vanity. It's all vanity. You hear everything, vanity, vanity, and I'm like, everything is meaningless. (laughs) It's all meaningless. (laughs) I mean, it's it's what he repeats. It's meaningless. It's all meaningless. Why are we even here? There's a time for everything. (sighs) Time for everything. Like ending. Like now it's time to pray out, and Jenny gets to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing our guests do. You know. I don't know how to pray. You don't. Okay, I'll pray. Should we go to the Lord's Prayer in Matthew? Yes. This is how you should pray. <laughs> so Jesus, thank you for um, thank you for these two ladies and for how they um, join together all the time to, to try to tell people about disciple making, about the things that you're doing, the things that you're teaching them. I thank you for their obedience and for their leadership. I pray that you would continue to bless the work of their hands. And um, I just thank you for, for, for your word and for teaching us about you and how much you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Jenny Rotman, thank you for yeah, joining us you. today. I love yes. you. We All love right, you. guys, we love y'all. Grace and peace. Grace and peace.